Welcome to the All Around Joe Podcast. We're optimizing your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. On this edition of the All Around Joe Podcast, I'm going to be talking about my 2019 CrossFit Games predictions. So I figured that since the CrossFit Games are kicking off as we speak, I and I'm a huge fan, and I've been doing CrossFit for a long time, and I've been following you know, the, the regionals and the games and this year, the sanctionals as many of them as I possibly can. And I just got done watching the recaps from the 2018 CrossFit games. I thought it would be fitting to do a CrossFit games predictions and give you guys my thoughts on who I think will do well in the CrossFit games. We'll see if they do. We'll see if they don't, but let's talk about it nonetheless. So just to have a little bit of a background, this year is the first year that the CrossFit Games athletes are getting to the CrossFit Games without regionals. So it's a regionals-less season. So every year that I have followed CrossFit, which started back in, well, started back in, I got into CrossFit in like 2010, but I didn't start following it competitively until like 2012, around that time. They've had a regional event. So you would do well in the open, then you would get a individual or, or team into the regionals, and then some number of regionals competitors or teams would make it onto the CrossFit Games, and then you go compete at the CrossFit Games. This year, things got thrown up in the air big time, and they got rid of the regionals, and they added something called the sanctionals, which, funny enough, if you spell out sanctionals, it isn't actually even a word, or it, it comes up as a misspelling in my Apple, you know, little dictionary thing here, so, or Apple spell check, I should say, um, Apparently, CrossFit did that for a reason. I don't know. But anyway, sanctional events uh, can be put on by pretty much anybody. We have to be approved by CrossFit. And then the winner of the sanctional events, one man, one, man, one woman, and sometimes a team, will get a nod to the CrossFit Games. That or you got a bid from the CrossFit Open or by being in the top 20 or by being the top in your country. So things got really, really crazy this year. And then also there was a backfill situation where you had priority for the people that made it through the open. But then if somebody who made it through the open also won a sanctional event, then that would drop down to the next person at that sanctional event. And that person, maybe even they you know, that maybe they got an open invitation because they were best in their country and then it would drop down to the next one. We had some sanctional events that I think it dropped down to like sixth or seventh place where the people that actually ended up getting the sanctional event bid to the CrossFit Games. It was really interesting, really crazy. I feel like there's a lot of room for improving on this system, but uh, that's not what this podcast is all about. Maybe another podcast will talk about what we think the best thing for the CrossFit Games or would be for the CrossFit Games for these sanctional events. I think they're cool. I think there's a lot of opportunity there, but there's definitely something that needs to change from this year in order to make it a better race. Although I do feel like, as, except for the people who made it in as the winners of their country, that it seems like we got most of the right people into the CrossFit Games this year. So the top of the top are competing. And I, ha I find it hard to believe or hard to think of anybody that I really believe should have made it to the CrossFit Games 
that didn't uh, that would have in the old regional setup. Although I bet there is some, there are some people, and I'm missing some. And if you had some in particular, I'd love to hear about them. So you can let me know in the show notes at allaroundjoe.com/slash two hundred five. Anybody you think that should have made it to the CrossFit Games and would have, if there's a regionals that I am forgetting about. So who are the people to watch in the 2019 CrossFit Games? I'm going to go through a handful of men, handful of women, why I think that they are going to be people to watch, people that are going to finish strong in the CrossFit Games. Number one is Matt Frazier. And obviously, you guys, if you've been following CrossFit at all, you know who Matt Frazier is. I think it's going to be really hard for anybody to beat Matt Frazier, assuming that he does not get injured or make some major mistake that just cannot be overcome. I think that if he goes in and has a performance like he, you know, like Matt Frazier does, then he's going to go ahead and win another CrossFit Games. He's just too well-rounded. He works too hard on his weaknesses, and he actually gets better at them for anybody to come in and knock him off. And I see him winning big again. All right. So if you have another thought on that, I'd love to hear it. But that's what my prediction is for the CrossFit Games men's side. I think Matt Fraser is going to sweep it all. Um, there's a lot of hype and talk about Patrick Vellner. And a lot of the media companies are, you know, saying how Patrick Vellner has a chance to knock off Matt Fraser. And, you know, he might be the second place guy, the guy that's the runner up in that particular situation. But it seems like. Uh, Matt Frazier just has the home run hitting ability as well as being good at everything. So, you know, he can finish top five in just about every event and then hit home runs and crush people in a handful of events. And it's just really hard to beat someone that can do that because it seems like Vellner has a few weaknesses still or still makes a few mistakes and then will end up, you know, way down the leaderboard, lose a bunch of points. He still can hit some home runs, but it's not quite the same as Frazier. Next up, I really like uh, Cole Sager, actually. I think that there's something about him. And I started thinking more and more about Cole after watching the recap of last year's games. He has just a, a competitiveness to him that a lot of the other athletes don't have. You get these athletes that are really good and they can do a lot of stuff, but the difference is that look in their eye that they actually want to win really, really bad. So there was a couple of instances in the games last year where watching Cole Sager, he did that. And he also comes out and gets sixth place in the CrossFit Open overall and third at Rogue Invitational behind Matt Frazier and Patrick Vellner. So he is, I think, coming out strong. If he can... Had made if he has made some improvements on his weaknesses, some of which being the strength categories, I think that he could do really well in top five in the CrossFit Games this year. So, next up, we have I, as I already talked about him, Patrick Vellner. Well, Vellner uh, got a bid really early in the season, he won Wadapalooza. He got second in the Rogue Invitational behind Frazier, and he was 30th in the CrossFit Open. So it's obvious that you know he can do really good things. He has a lot of media behind him right now, so people are filming his life, so we get to watch a lot of what he's up to. Something that's really interesting about Patrick Vellner is that when he works on his weaknesses, they get better really quickly. So when he started in CrossFit, he was not the strongest guy, but he was very good at gymnastics, excellent at gymnastics. In fact, I recently heard... Uh, him interviewed on a podcast where he was talking about how he doesn't hardly ever do muscle-ups. And there was a recent competition where there was 30 muscle-ups in a row and he was worried about it. So he ended up practicing it 
before the competition, hopped up into 28 in a row without training muscle-ups. So if that tells you how good he is at muscle-ups. But it was strength was another story. He was not uh, naturally a strength athlete, but he's worked on it enough that he, he went ahead and won the CrossFit total event last year at the game. So if that tells you anything about how strong he has become, it's quite amazing because I feel like a lot of athletes and when you're in CrossFit, you always say that you have to work on your weaknesses more than your strengths. And that's totally true. Although you need your strengths to be extra strong, you need your weaknesses to also be your strengths. The problem with a lot of people is that even if they work on their weaknesses a lot, they just don't have the genetic ability in order for those weaknesses to get turned into their strengths. Vellner is one of those people that seems like he has that ability in order to just work on something a lot and it could have been a weakness and it improves so quickly that it becomes a strength. So I think that that is the place that he is really, really dangerous. If that if he's able to really work on those things he wasn't quite as good at, like swimming, and get better at them to the point where he is, you know, in that same kind of breath as Matt Frazier with, yeah, I'm going to be in top five in everything, and I don't have any of those major holes. So we'll see. So the last up that I have on the men's list here, yep, so my top four, is actually Travis Mayer. So Travis, the dark horse mayor here, is somebody that I'm putting on this list because I feel like I've watched him train a lot on YouTube recently. I watched him do you know, his open series, watched him Wadapalooza, and I think that he's made some serious strides forward. I don't know if it's because he didn't make it to the games last year that he was very hungry and wanted to do really well, but there's something different about him. I've seen... I was just watching him do some power snatches, I think at 250 the other day, which is huge. I mean, you know, I was trying, I was cleaning 250 today. So he's doing power snatches at 250. He just, he's not that typically the guy that you look at and think, wow, that guy's going to be super strong or super good or whatnot. He, but he is, he's very strong. He's very good. He fights really hard. He works hard and he just goes really, really fast. So I think that we could be surprised if Travis Mayer goes into the CrossFit Games thinking that he has a chance to make it up into the top five or a podium. I think we might see him do that. So take an, you know take a second and look at Travis Mayer. Hopefully we get the the fiery you know kicking butt taking names Travis Mayer at the CrossFit Games. I'd be excited to see that. So Travis, get her done. All right, before I hop into the girls, this podcast is brought to you by the Get Better Project, which is my personal at-home fitness program that has workouts from the person that wants to roll out of bed and do the workout next to their bed or in their living room with no equipment, all the way up through if you have two dumbbells and a kettlebell, which is the workouts that we're doing out of the van all the time, and then to the full competition, you know, no holds bar, whatever goes full gym workouts if you want to be more competitive, including a strength program, the Get Better Project. I always wanted to have a program that I could give to people that was exactly what I was doing because all the people that I've come across in my life tend to take on the habits that I have. They go to the gym, they do the workouts, they eat the way that I do. So that's what the Get Better Project has become. I get to post all of the stuff, including you know scaling options and scaling up and down options for people of the things that I'm actually doing. You know, we talked about nutrition, we talked about habits, we talked about all kinds of stuff so that you can get into the Get Better Project and take on the habits 
and the do the actual exercises, eat the foods that I'm eating so that you can get the same results. So that's what the Get Better Project is. I'm in super proud, super excited about it. You can get started by going to getbetterproject.com slash getbetter. That's the getbetterproject.com slash getbetter. We'd love to have you in the program. If you have any questions, let us know. All right, let's get back to it. The girls of CrossFit at the CrossFit Games 2019. Who do we think is going to be in the top of the top? Well, there's kind of some, you know, some household names here. It's not anything super crazy, but I do have some interesting things to mention down at the end. The first one is I think that we're going to see, I think we'll see a repeat or it's going to be a back and forth between uh, Tia Toomey and Sarah Sigmund's daughter. So the reason I think that is I think that Tia Toomey has done the best thing that she possibly could. She moved basically to train with Matt Frazier and Rich Froning and that whole team over there in Cookville, Tennessee. So every single day she gets to train with the best of the best and sharpen, sharpen that ax every single day. She got first at Wadapalooza. She got first at Rogan Invitational. She was sixth in the 2019 CrossFit Open. So she's going to be hard to beat, but I do feel like she can be beat. All right. And I think that if she comes in and doesn't take the bull by the horns, but somebody else does specifically like Sarah Sigmund's daughter, then I think that she could give up that title, but it's hers to lose, essentially. Then we've got Sarah Sigmund's daughter, who if she comes in with the same attitude and aggressiveness that she had at her first place in strength and depth, then she will be right up there as well. The question is, can she come in with that same type of attitude for the whole CrossFit Games weekend, week, event, whatever you want to call it? She had... We've seen the glimpses of her being really good, although she did take second at Rogue Invitational behind Tia Toomey, and she was also first in the CrossFit Open, which is pretty big stuff. So she could come through as long as she stays healthy and make a big splash and potentially take the podium. I wouldn't be that surprised. Now, the third person that some people may or may not be surprised about is Sam Briggs. The reason I have Sam Briggs here is because she crushed people at Dubai. She got first and at the Australian CrossFit Championships, she got first place and she was 22nd in the open. So people kind of tend to count her out because she's getting older, but she can crush some workouts. So if Sam Briggs comes in and has continued to work on her weaknesses, like it seems that she has, she could do some damage and beat some people up. I mean, when you watch her get on, you know, a, an engine type workout, there's just nobody better in the world still at her age. Um, she's still the best. So if the game, if the workouts are programmed in such a way that they favor her type of abilities, I could see her being in the top three for sure. She's just dominant in that in that particular capacity. The other girls that I wanted to mention, so it's kind of like you go through the list and you have some that stand out and you've seen them train and you've seen them compete this year and they look really good. And those are the three that I mentioned. I didn't have a, a distinct fourth for you though here. So I had a couple other names. I think there's some people that watch that could be decent, um, but it's kind of a crapshoot. So I can see Jamie Green being up there. She's always very fit. She's a very good athlete. I don't know what it is that's exactly missing from pushing her up to the top, but she could be. I mean, we'll have to see what she worked on this year. Um, there's a lot of talk about the American Amanda Barnhart, who was a rookie last year and 
she did do some pretty amazing things though. So if she's able to have continued to work on her weaknesses, she could pop herself up into the top five. We'll see about that. Not really sure. And then the last person that I want to talk about is Danny Spiegel. So Danny Spiegel has the ability to hit some home runs. She's super strong. She's super fit. Um, but it seems like she could be more fit. She could be more consistent in her attitude when she decides that she, if she's going to actually try and crush a workout or not. And last but not least, her f- technique is really troublesome. So I'd be worried about her back not blowing out at some point in her career if she doesn't fix that. It seems like she's just so strong that she doesn't even care. But at some point, she's going to you know, have her tissue aging and it's not going to be very good thing if she's not holding herself in good position. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully she's got good coaching that's just pounding it into her head that she needs to actually improve her positions. Um, you know, go watch her deadlifting and you'll see what I mean. But, you know, knock on wood, maybe she, maybe it won't happen. And I hope that she, you know, continues to excel and, reach her potential because if she does reach her potential, I think she has the ability to be, you know, top five or higher at the CrossFit games. So basically I'm excited to watch the competition on both sides. I think that the women's competition is going to be a little bit less predictable than the men's, but either way, it's always fun. It's fun to throw these people out there. If you have some ideas of who you think will be in your top you know, three, five for the men and the women. I'd love to hear them. You can drop them down below in the show notes at allaroundjoe.com slash 205. That's allaroundjoe.com slash 205 because this is going to be a fun weekend, guys. So I would love to hear from you. All right. Remember to check out the Get Better Project if you'd like to basically train with me from your living room garage or home gym. I would love to have you. If you have any questions about that, hit me up. Or if you want to sign up, you can go to getbetterproject.com slash getbetter. And if you need to have some supplements that are supporting you in your journey to get better, make sure you check out Blonix. Blonix have been I'm so happy to be working with them again. Their HMB plus creatine is just the best creatine product that I've ever had. Maybe the best supplement I've ever taken. Um, and then their beta alanine just is works better than other beta alanines. So head over to blonix.com. Use the code allaroundjoe to get yourself a discount. You can go also to allaroundjoe.com slash blonix. And sometimes it will just pop right up with the discount. But either way, use the code allaroundjoe to get yourself 10% off. Highly recommend those products. And last but not least, Meta. If you are looking for some adaptogenic herbs, I drink Meta every single day pretty much unless I run out. But what it does is it keeps my nervous system in check with all of the hard charging that I do. I tend to burn out and Meta keeps me from burning out by the adaptogenic herbs that they have in their concoctions. So if you are feeling like you're burning out or you're a hard charger and you know that you could use something to help you out, Meta is where it's at. So check out drinkmeta.com. Use the code allaroundjoe to get yourself a discount. Like I said, I have Drink Meta every single day and I highly recommend it for people that are hard charging athletes or business people or whatever it is you may be doing. It's good stuff. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this, and I will catch you on the flip side. The All Around Joe podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-care junkie. I will see you.